Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Creepy neighbor stalked me and would ring my doorbell a million times. This happened to me a few years ago. It's a long one. I-24 female at the time had just moved into a new apartment with my roommate 21 female while we were finishing college. It had a pretty nice porch and front yard, so when it was warm outside I would often hang out in the front and read. The apartment was a duplex so we had the full top floor unit, and my neighbor underneath me had the full bottom floor. Most of the buildings around us were set up the same. One day I was sitting outside when a neighbor from the building directly to the left of us introduced himself to me. He was good looking, probably early thirties, seemed nice and normal enough. He mentioned that he was married and had a daughter, and that they also lived in the top floor unit. He said that it was nice to have other young people in the neighborhood, and maybe we could have drinks together sometime. 
I said sure in a trying to be nice knowing we will probably never make plans kind of way and didn't think too much of it. After that, I seemed to run into him constantly. I would go outside and not even five minutes later, he would be getting the mail, grabbing something from his car, coming out to sit on his porch. There was always some seemingly innocent excuse that we bumped into each other, and he always wanted to chat. He became pretty insistent that he wanted to hang out, just us, never any mention of his wife being there. This made me uncomfortable, and I was ready with a vague excuse to brush him off. After one run-in with him, I left the house later to find a post-it note with his name and number on it taped to my door, telling me to text him so we could make plans. I threw it away. I mentioned this to my roommate and we both kind of shrugged it off and figured that even though he was weird, it still seemed relatively harmless. This is where it starts to get really creepy. It slowly became more and more obvious that bumping into each other all the time was not a coincidence. I had a night class one semester where I had to leave my apartment around 6.45 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday nights. At this point it was winter time, so when I left it was completely dark outside. Literally as I would be turning around to lock my door, he happened to be stepping out of his apartment as well. Always wanting to chat, trying to make plans, etc. This definitely bothered me. But I was still in denial that there was a chance he could be watching me or knew when I would be leaving the house. One of these nights that I bumped into him, I came home from class and jumped in the shower. My roommate worked evenings so I was home alone. The apartment buildings were so close together that I could see creepy neighbor's kitchen pretty clearly from my bedroom window since we were both on the top floor. I usually had my blinds closed at night but it had been sunny that day and the apartment across from me was completely dark. I just didn't think anything of it and was walking around in my towel, sitting on my bed, playing on my phone, etc. Out of nowhere I see a flashing light in the window next to me. It took me a minute to register what was happening. Someone was taking photos of me from his kitchen window in complete darkness. I instantly closed my blinds and not even a minute later my doorbell rang, again and again. At this point I'm freaking out and realize it has to be him ringing my doorbell. I of course didn't answer and called my roommate, who told me she would be home soon. He probably rang my doorbell ten times before giving up. Finally my roommate comes home and I tell her what happened. We are sitting in my room on the edge of my bed talking. The blinds are pulled all the way down except for maybe four or five inches on one window. And since we were sitting, I guess you could still kind of see us, but just barely. As we are talking, we see flashing lights in his window again. Still completely dark in the kitchen. My roommate is like WTF and pulls the blinds all the way down. Doorbell starts ringing again. We both decide hell no to answering the door, and he probably rings about ten times before stopping. The next night I had night class. My doorbell rings around 6.40, right when I usually leave. My heart literally froze, thinking it was no way it could be dude from next door. Doorbell rings probably six, seven more times. I didn't go to class that night. This happens a few more separate nights, and at this point I have no idea what to do. I know it's him. I know he's watching me. I have no idea WTF he wants or what would happen if I answered the door. I consider calling the cops, but I am personally terrified of cops, so that is really a last resort for me. Soon after this my parents came in town to visit, and I hesitantly told them what had been going on, I didn't want them to freak out. 
Of course they freaked out. My dad installed and led motion light right above my front door and a massive sliding lock. Although it was against my wishes, my mom told my downstairs neighbor, a nice middle-aged lady, who I knew also knew him. After this, the doorbell does stop ringing, and I'm able to successfully avoid him for a couple weeks. One day, I think I'm in the clear walking from my car to my front door when he comes rushing out of his apartment. He was so quick, I really couldn't avoid him even though I kept walking to my door. He said he was sorry for scaring me and that he was only ringing my doorbell and flashing lights in my window to try and get me to come outside not sure why this is a valid reason. He said he was actually moving and wanted to know if I wanted some nice bartending tools before he gave them away. I was honestly terrified of him and kind of frozen but managed to say some type of no and go inside my apartment. When I left the house later there was a box of bar tools on my porch. Finally, he moved away, and I didn't have to worry about leaving my house all the time. I ran into my downstairs neighbor who apologized for what happened. She said had lived next to them for a few years, and had no idea he would do something like that. She also told me that the reason they moved was because he cheated on his wife, and she left him and took their daughter. I saw neighbors standing and staring through my window. I live in a downstairs flat in a small block surrounded by other small blocks. Some of my neighbors are very trashy and are always shouting and arguing. No exaggeration the police must be called out at least once a week because one of the neighbors has caused a disturbance. A few months ago at about 10 at night, from the lounge I could see my kitchen window and something caught my eye. I got up and went to the window and there was a man standing there with his hands up looking through. As I approached the window he started to knock on it. He looked really rough, maybe like a junkie. I told him to go away, but he continued to just stand there staring in. At this point I was starting to feel a little uneasy so I told him I was going to call the police. He kept smiling at me in a really creepy way. Then he just turned around and walked off without saying a word like nothing ever happened. I think he lives somewhere near me as I've seen him since. We have never spoken about his strange behavior that night. He still really gives me the creeps. I know he was probably just high on drugs. My creepy neighbor. Typically, I place a large box fan in my window at night, both for the soothing noise and to maintain a cool temperature in my room. While I've always harbored a mild discomfort about the possibility of my neighbors catching a glimpse of me through my window, I never anticipated anything beyond an inadvertent glance while I slept. However, my perception of normalcy was shattered last night when I found myself in a disconcerting situation involving my peculiar neighbor. Upon seeing my neighbor through his illuminated window, he was unabashedly gazing into my room. Initially, I dismissed it, attributing the unsettling image to a figment of my imagination, or perhaps an optical illusion. To my dismay, upon a second check, it became evident that my initial assumption was erroneous. He was still there, unrelenting and not a mere bystander. His unbroken stare, coupled with a disconcerting smile, sent shivers down my spine. The oddities exhibited by our neighbors have always been a cause for concern. Engaging in peculiar activities such as watering the lawn during rainfall and displaying excessive smoking and drinking habits, they've consistently been an unsettling presence. 
This latest encounter, however, has taken their peculiar behavior to an entirely new level, leaving me deeply unnerved. Being only 14 years old, this unnerving experience has left me grappling with a sense of vulnerability. I find myself asking, what can or should I do to put an end to these unsettling encounters with my neighbors? While their eccentricities were always present, the recent incident has pushed me to seek advice on how to navigate this uncomfortable situation. Dear Reddit community, I acknowledge that I might be overthinking this scenario, but the discomfort it has caused is undeniable. Any insights or recommendations you can provide would be greatly appreciated. While it might sound like a creepy story, I assure you it's not an embellishment. This encounter genuinely disturbed me, despite having faced scarier situations in the past. Thank you for your support, and I look forward to hearing your perspectives on this unsettling situation. I 21 male and my girlfriend 20 female rented an apartment for a month. The area was secluded, and after dark, everybody would mind their own business. Neighbors would hardly talk to each other, or even be outside in the evening. Our apartment was in a building with four floors, and each floor had a single apartment. All the apartments were very compact and built to be rented to students. The night we moved in, our taps ran out of water, so I went upstairs hoping to borrow some from the people living upstairs. I realized that two out of the four apartments were vacant and locked. The apartment on the fourth floor was lit from the inside, so I decided to ring the bell, but to my disappointment, nobody answered. Over the next week, we used to hear the sound of someone whacking a rod or some sort of metal on maybe the floor or some other object. This would start late at night, after 1.30 a.m. and continue for hours. Initially, we didn't care about it, but after some time it got us intrigued. The sound was clearly from one of the apartments above us, but as I already mentioned, two of the three were vacant for sure, and the third one seemed vacant, but was lit from inside. I knocked on its door many times, but no one answered. The whacking sound was a daily occurrence, and on some very late nights we could hear someone climbing the Buitling stairs. It seemed as if we were the only ones living in this building, especially during the day, and until the very late nights. We made up theories to convince ourselves that it was nothing, but the pattern of the whacking was too irregular for it to be made by wind or something other than a person. It would start almost daily at around the same time. We asked people around, but didn't get any satisfactory answer. No one knew if anyone lived there. Towards the end of our stay, I saw a shady-looking man going upstairs during the day. I asked him if he was the owner of the apartments upstairs. He said he was, also including the one on the fourth floor. I asked him if anyone lived upstairs and also about the whacking sound. He told me no one did and that he's looking for tenants. He said that he had no idea about the sound. To my surprise, he then asked me, so for how long you're going to stay here? Four more days, we'll leave on 30th of this month, I replied. He asked me if anyone else had rented the place for the next month, and I told him that I didn't know. So the strangest part is that for the next four days, there was neither the whacking sound nor the sound of someone climbing up the stairs late at night. However, my girlfriend's internship got extended by two days, and we decided to stay there, and just as I had anticipated, the whacking sound resumed after 30th the day we were supposed to leave. I don't know what it was, I won't ever know, but I'm just happy that we got out of the place without any consequences. 
It really scared me sometimes and feels weird thinking about it, even now. For two years, I lived in the capital city of a western estate. Two days ago, I moved to a smaller town about 50 miles away to be closer to family and get out of the city. It's not Skid Row or San Fran yet, but there is a massive homeless problem in my old neighborhood. Lots of petty crime, meth labs, and tent camps. I frequently walked past people passed out on the sidewalk. So when a neighbor in my small, eight-unit building wanted to hang out one night, I jumped at the chance to go out and safely walk around with someone. Also, here is a huge lapse in judgment. I always thought that Steve was kinda cute. So when he knocked on my door one night, I decided, what the hell, I'm moving in less than two weeks, and we hooked up. I also figured some of his weirdness went away since I'd known him for about a year or so. Steve was always kind of socially awkward. I could feel his eyes checking me out on the day I moved in last year, commenting on my skateboards. Another neighbor, Trent, was outside with Steve drinking a beer and having cigarettes. They seemed to be friends. After a few days, I began to have a beer or two and a bowl with Steve on his second floor landing that overlooked our alley parking. One day, after mooching too many cigarettes off of me, he told me my feet were cute. They certainly are not, and I'd known the guy for less than a week. I also made no intention of becoming involved with him because he was my neighbor. Really weirded me out. I actively avoid him for the rest of the year until a few weeks ago, just waving hello and stuff like that. Back to when he initially knocks on my door. We spend a few days hanging out, and he started to get stupidly clingy. Like if we hung out on Monday night, he wouldn't leave until Tuesday afternoon for work, and then want to see me again after he got done. Fine, whatever. I was getting laid, and leaving soon, so why not? One night, I ran out of smokes and wanted to pass by the corner store Trent worked at for more. He was always really pleasant to me, so when I saw him working, I bounded in without a thought and said, let's say hi, Trent is working. Atmosphere changed 100%. Trent starts calling Steve a piece of shit, asking him why he dared him to come in the store. F you, he said. Steve was silent. Trent turns to me, wishes me a good night and a warning. Watch out for this one, walrus, he's a psycho. Ah, uh, I thought it was just bad blood or something. Friends have falling outs all the time. On the way to the bar, Steve literally ignored everything I asked about Trent, a local skate spot, anything. Same at the pub too, so I told him I could just hang out by myself if he didn't want to say or do anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I didn't feel like sitting in silence with a weirdo. Honestly, I remember leaving the bar and him trying to grab or hold my hand, but that's it. I drink too much anyway sometimes, so the amount I had was smaller than my regular. I didn't trust this F anymore. Next thing I remember is muttering to someone in bright lights, I'm not on medications, and then next it was in a dark hospital room with machines beeping. My face felt like it was on fire, so I searched around for my bag and pulled out my phone to see what the F was up. Two black eyes and huge swelling on one side of my face. I texted Steve to leave me alone, after I saw he sent me a few messages. He apologized that he panicked and was sorry. Whatever, dickhead, I thought as I fell asleep and was discharged later that morning. I got a lecture from a doctor about alcohol, discharge papers saying, I fell, and shoved out the door as the dirty, uninsured person I am. Over the next day or so, I got a lot of support. I told my family and local friends who didn't let me sit at home alone. I got help literally throwing everything randomly in boxes and booking a moving truck. I moved later that week with the help of a friend since I still had an eye swollen shut. Another guy friend, whose family owned dojos and does mixed martial arts, told me I got hit in the face by a person. Someone did this to you, walrus. What's his name? I believe this too, since I had no scrapes or bruises anywhere else. I have back issues and would have felt that in my spine if I fell. On moving day, about four days after I was discharged, apparently, Steve sat on his ledge watching the movers pack my shit in the truck and watched someone load my car up. I didn't watch and purposefully didn't look at him. Who is that guy watching us? A mover asked my friend. She just told them that we had to get the F out, so I think that gave them some general ideas. Over the next few days of me moving shit in my car and on my move truck day, he kept asking me how I was, and that he was sorry and just panicked a few more times. So, before blocking his number, I told him I knew he did this, or was at least partially responsible somehow. I've gotten injured many times in college from drinking too much, skating, biking, etc., and never had this injury before. He told me that he getting pizza, and I just fell. Whatever. Then I went to urgent care since my hematoma was not improving and hurt and throbbed. I asked the doctor if I actually fell. She said no it was high high highly unlikely, especially after I showed her pictures of the injuries from before they relatively healed. So, who is to say, but I'll trust the experts before some weirdo who apparently wanted to sleep with me all year. I can imagine I told him to F off or something and he might have gotten mad. Can't really say, since I don't remember. On the day I return my keys and gather some small loose items with someone else. Nobody would let me go over there alone over the weekend. I left Trent a note under his door warning him about Steve and sped the F out of that city. Apparently, as my friends were outside, he cracked his door open and stuck his head out. I can only imagine the glares he got. Him never going back. Nobody knows my address, Steve doesn't have a car, and I expect to never set foot in that neighborhood again. For now, I'm just healing and looking forward to new changes. Thanks for reading, ETA. Just wanted to say thank you for all of the supportive comments and advice. To answer the question of getting a RPE kit done at the hospital, I don't think they did. If they did, I'm sure they would have said something. 
As previously mentioned, the only physical wounds were on my eyes and face. No scrapes or bruises anywhere else. Also, if you're wondering, I used to live in Denver. Stay safe out there and always trust your intuition. When I was younger, my family and I lived on a ranch. We spent most of our time there. My brother and I were taught at home by our aunt, who lived in a small building on the edge of the ranch, while we lived in the main house. Sometimes she would come over in the morning to teach us basic math and English. My brother and I had a simple dream. We wanted to work on the ranch as stable hands. We didn't want regular jobs, so we didn't worry about getting qualifications or going to university. Our life was peaceful with no close neighbors. The nearest ones were about three miles away. However, we knew them well and visited the elderly couple a few times a year. Sadly, they're not here anymore. This particular event happened when I was 19 years old. I am 26 now. I think my brother was out with his friends, and my mom and dad had gone out for the evening. My aunt was in her little house, and when she wasn't in the main house, we didn't disturb her. It was a rule we learned from a young age. If you needed aunt, you just gave her a call. I had only been home alone for about 30 minutes. As I mentioned earlier, my mom and dad had gone out for dinner, which wasn't something they did very often. I wanted to go knock on my aunt's door, but I thought it might be impolite. I guess we were taught to be that way from a young age. It sounds silly now, but back then, I was afraid to knock on my own aunt's door. So I decided to call her to ask if I could come over because I felt scared. I was 19 years old, which isn't really young, but I was a shy and anxious girl. Being alone in this huge seven-bedroom house made me feel scared. Every little noise, like creaking floors and dripping water, made me very uneasy. I couldn't find any peace or relaxation, no matter how loud I turned up the TV in the front room. So I called her number, and she answered almost right away. She knew it was me. Emma, what's the matter? You see, I didn't usually call her, except for emergencies. Especially after she finished homeschooling us. Once, when I was nine, my brother got really sick and started vomiting because of food poisoning. That was when mom and dad called aunt to come and help. She helped us clean up all the vomit. I know it might sound tough, like she's a caregiver, but my parents have very demanding jobs. That's how they can afford this ranch and the house. Back to the phone call, my aunt picked up and asked, Emma, what's the matter? I said, nothing's wrong. Can I come over and see you? I told her that I was feeling scared and alone. It was completely dark outside by then, and even though I had turned on almost every light in the house because of my fear, I was still frightened. We lived far from any street lights. Our place was surrounded by more than a hundred acres of fields and land where animals grazed. When you looked out of the window, all you could see was darkness, except for the kitchen window where you could see a faint light from my aunt's house. But usually, those lights were so dim that you could hardly see them anyway. My aunt agreed and said, Yes, of course, you can come over for a little while. But she was getting ready to go to bed early because she used to wake up early to take care of the horses. I went to the kitchen door, took the key out of the lock, opened the door, and suddenly, I felt like my body and mind were swallowed by darkness. My imagination went wild, thinking about all the scary and terrible things like ghosts, demons, and killers. My brain was a mess, but I partly blame it on my love for reading horror and true crime. 
It's not a good idea to tempt fate with things that excite you, but deep down, you never actually want to experience. So I decided to leave every light on in the house, even though my parents would be very angry if they came back before I left my aunt's. The distance from my house's door to my aunt's was very short, maybe just 30 or 40 seconds if you ran, but around 1 to 2 minutes if you walked. It was like a small part of an athletic track, so you can imagine. I stood at my house's doorway, looking at the lights in my aunt's house. Her window had the warm glow of her living room light. I didn't know if I should run or walk slowly. I was so scared that I started shaking. I turned around and closed the door firmly behind me, put the key in the keyhole, and turned it, making sure it was properly locked. Then I turned around and sprinted the whole way to her front door. So I didn't even bother to knock, as I was really scared and almost sure someone was chasing me. But they weren't. I was just being overly anxious. I remember my aunt mentioning that I came in without even knocking or telling her. I knew she might be annoyed, but she wasn't as strict as my mom and dad, so I knew she wouldn't scold me or hit me. In this case, I walked in and took off my shoes and joined her in the front living room. The place where my aunt lived used to be an old barn. It was converted into a cozy living space with my parents' help. She had her own kitchen, bathroom, a separate living room, and everything she needed, including a spacious bedroom. She didn't want a big place, even though we offered her a spot in the main house. She valued her independence, and some of her friends still visited her, although we didn't really get along with them, so it was best for her to have her own space. My aunt enjoyed watching old TV shows from the 80s, and some were even black and white from the 60s and 70s. I thought most of them were quite dull, except for the James Bond movies from the 80s and 90s. They were pretty cool and interesting to watch. Unfortunately, she didn't play them often, but when she did, she'd invite me over because I liked those movies. I stayed at her place for a few hours until she kindly said it was time for her to go to bed. I was worried about the next few hours because my parents weren't coming home until 1 in the morning. It was only 10.30, and I practically begged her to let me stay. I tried to act like I was interested in the show she was watching, asking if I could stay and finish watching it. But she knew I was lying. She walked me to the back door, had me put on my shoes, and then let me out. As soon as she closed the door behind her, I ran in a state of panic. I reached the front door and unlocked it quickly. Later, I eventually fell asleep, even with all the lights on. But suddenly, the home phone rang loudly, right against my ear. It hurt, and the ringing was so loud that it startled me. Our home phone didn't have a caller ID to show who was calling, unlike a mobile phone. It was one of the oldest styles of home phones, but it was still cordless, so you could take it from the base station and walk around the house. Emma, you need to go to your bedroom and lock the door. Don't change any of the lights, and don't leave the house. Do you understand? My aunt had never called like this, and I had no idea what to think. Not sure what to ask her, I replied, Emma, just listen to me and do what I say, please. Previously, she had told me she was going to bed, and that was more than an hour and a half ago. So, I was genuinely puzzled about why she had just called me, but I was also curious at the same time. So, I opened my window, stuck my head out, and looked to the left. From there, I could see the south end of the house where the outbuilding was, where my aunt lived. Just as I was about to close the window, I heard some noises. I quickly opened the window again and looked to my left. 
thinking it was my aunt, but it wasn't. It was a man dressed all in black, and I didn't recognize him. I gasped as he almost looked up at me. I could see he had now turned and was facing the side of the house where my window was. I quickly ducked and closed the curtains as quietly and slowly as I could. Then I hurried to my bedroom door, opened it, and ran to my parents' room at the other end of the hallway. I opened their door and went to their front window. From there I could see the front driveway and I noticed three cars with their lights still on. The lights were shining on the property. Two men were standing with the car doors open and one was walking around the house. A few moments later, I heard the phone ringing again. I picked up the phone and answered right away, expecting to hear my aunt's voice. But there was silence after a few seconds. I was still listening, and then a man's voice said, Your aunt is safe with us. I felt a chill run down my whole body. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I hung up and started screaming in my own bedroom. As I was screaming, I began to hear gunshots coming from the front driveway. My dad had arrived and started shooting at the guys. My aunt was found tied to a chair in her living room, and the men had done terrible things to her. She had called me when she saw them driving up the driveway. My dad had to defend our family, and he ended up killing one of the guys. He wasn't charged because it was considered self-defense. We had evidence that the other guys were armed because my dad always had a dash cam in the car. In the end, our family survived the night, and my dad's actions were deemed self-defense. But my aunt changed after that, and she became more like a robot. I called the police on the person sitting in my neighbor's parking lot. I don't know if I overreacted calling the police. I got home from work around 10.30 p.m. today. I went to go to my pretty typical after-work routine, check the mail, walk my dog, and eat some dinner. I went to go check the mailbox. There was a car sitting idle in my neighbor's parking lot. I'd never seen this car here before. Headlights were on, and a guy was sitting in the driver's seat. I live alone, and my boyfriend was over to drop me off at home after work. I went to unlock my apartment door for him because he wanted to pet my cat while I was out walking my dog. I take my dog to her usual potty spot, which is a pretty sketchy area with minimal lights. And that's when the guy who was in the pickup truck got out and started to approach me in the dark. He pulled out his phone and asked me if I had seen the lady on her screen. He showed me a picture of a lady who I could barely make out as she took up maybe one-sixth of his phone screen. He kept getting closer and closer, as I kept telling him no, I don't know who that is. He insisted that she lived in this apartment complex in Unit 20. My apartment is nowhere near Unit 20, it's on the other side of the complex. I kept backing away from him, and my dog could sense that there was something wrong with him and started to bark at him. She rarely barks until it's absolutely necessary. The more this guy talked, the more he creeped me out. He said he needed to know her location to make sure she's not a catfish, and he's not a bad guy because his kid is in the car waiting for him. At this point I knew I had to get out of this situation, so I practically sprinted inside and went to go tell my boyfriend what had happened. I asked him to come out of the apartment with me to see if the car was still there, and it was but the guy had gotten back into his truck, but is still parked in my neighbor's spot. While this was happening, my neighbor had returned home and asked the truck to move out of his parking spot, which he did, only to circle back five minutes later and park in the spot right next to my neighbor's car. 
This spooked the hell out of me. I had ended up dialing the local non-emergency line for some peace of mind. My apartment has an extensive amount of security cameras due to the high crime rate in the area. I'm wondering if I should report this incident to the apartment complex.